Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Benny. I'm Garrett. I'm Ashley. We're back with another uh, special edition of Mashley at the Movies, and it's the 31 Days of Halloween, where every day in October we have a new podcast that's about uh, a mystery or thriller or horror film. And today it's Conjuring 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Gary. Uh, so James Wan directed Conjuring 2. So this is the story of uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren going to... Is it Einfeld? Uh, England. And investigating a haunting. This is probably... The, the real story behind this is probably the most uh, documented haunting... Ever in pop culture history, there are videos and recordings, and uh, so this definitely takes a lot of liberties with the story that was told on BBC, but essentially uh, there are, there's a ghost of an elderly man haunting a family that is kind of possessing a young girl, and uh, the Warrens go out there to investigate. Uh, I remember seeing this in theater. I believe I saw it with you, Garrett. Um, <laughs> I think also, I think it was all yeah. of us. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to be kind of the outlier here. I didn't love it. I didn't dislike it. Um, but I really liked The Conjuring One, and um, I felt like this one, uh, The Conjuring One, was already kind of doing a tightrope act of a lot of very. Uh, played out in stereotypical horror elements, just done a little bit differently in a way that really worked. Um, and uh, I think this one just didn't quite do that for me. This felt a lot more typical. Um, I wasn't particularly scared at any given point. I thought some of it was cool. I thought the acting was good. Um, I thought that some of some of the moments really worked for me, but overall, um, it, for most horrors, sometimes there are exceptions, but for most horrors, if it doesn't scare me, I, I don't particularly like it. And I can't, I don't remember any moment where I uh, was even felt much suspense during this one for me. So I, I didn't love it. Um, I thought the storytelling was pretty good and uh, a lot of the craft of it was very good. Why did we start with Benny? All right, discard everything he said. He's very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll agree with Benny that I don't think it's as good as the first one. But I, I do really think that it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very well made, creepy, scary. You really care about the characters. Like you said, there's some really good acting. Um, I think it really benefits from the change in setting. Um, I like that it's in this kind of rundown, um, attached house in, mm-hmm. in, in London. And um, there's just some really good jump scares, um, which, you know, I'm not always. You can overuse jump scares, but I thought that they were, were very effective in this movie. And there's a very scary tent in this movie. Um, yeah, I, 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 when we rewatched it um, in preparation for this, I was reminded of just how, how good it is. I liked it a lot. So I, I like this movie. I don't like it as much as I did the first time I saw it. Mm. So, you know, this is about three years ago. We, I think we all four saw it together, like mm-hmm. I said. And, and I liked it better than The Conjuring 1 at that time. I felt mm. like this continuing sense of dread during the whole time I watched it. I loved the atmosphere, the look of it, the setting. I was like, wow, this is just like really good. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched it again recently <clears throat> in preparation for this podcast. And... Um, uh, it, for one thing, it takes way too long to get going. 
And this is sort of a hindsight thing, which I hate to do this to it, but you know, when this came out in 2016, it, it, so it's world building, right? So this is there is the Conjuring universe, which is it features Conjuring movies, and then it features other movies that you know take place, you know, like Ed and Lorraine Warren. Sometimes pop those characters pop up in these other movies every now and then, uh, or you know, like the the Warrens at their house had you know a lot of evil. Uh, things stored away, including mm-hmm. a doll named Annabelle. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Annabelle movies. Uh, and then uh, Lorraine, in this movie, is visited by uh, a nun, a demon masquerading as a, as a creepy nun. And we had the, the nun movie, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a Conjuring <coughs> universe. At the time this movie came out, um, there had not been the standalone nun movie. Um, that movie, uh, subsequently, was bad. Was <laughs> not a good movie. Um, but... At that time, at the time, this movie, this Conjuring Two came out. I didn't know that, and they were world building. They were, so they brought in this nun, uh, and it ends up actually, I think, being the same demon. What, so what's weird is they're trying to 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 get you. They're trying to get you ready in one sense for the nun movie that's about to come out. But in, in doing that, I feel like they spend a lot of time. Getting to the actual meat and potatoes of The Conjuring 2, which is getting to England, which is dealing with all of that. Like, they spend a lot of time at Ed and Lorraine's house where she sees visions, and it's just, it takes forever. I, I, I watching it the second time, especially after knowing, having seen the Nun movie and knowing how bad it was, I was like, you know, <laughs> I don't want any of this. I, let's, let's just get to England, right? Um, and. I don't know, for whatever reason, it's atmospherically, it didn't work quite as well. I found myself making jokes as we were watching it at home on the couch. And uh, if I was really... I didn't... I wasn't... When, you know, when we watched some of the other films that we were, we were doing for this podcast series, I mean, I was spellbound by them. But this one, no. So, um, Matt is also wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, the movie... It, 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 it takes off very fast. It, the, you start off immediately in the Amityville Horror. They can't say that because they don't own the rights to the Amityville Horror. But that is where they're at. That's the other thing. We waste time with that, too. Sorry. It's, it's not, uh, so, no. It's not a waste of time. They are building kind of a series here that... The, the problem with uh, what they're trying to do with these movies is they're trying to create like a, a menacing threat... And the the poltergeist that they were talking about just isn't menacing. It's a dead old man that is making a little girl talk funny. That mm. that's the story. So to create a lot more drama, a lot more suspense, they create this nun character. <coughs> I'll tell you guys, this nun character is terrifying. Yes. It is it's like a Michael Myers of nuns. It is very <laughs> slow, very deliberate. Uh the just the imaging of the shadow and you can see a silhouette and it's a scary silhouette and the fact that uh she appears during christmas music and it makes the christmas music seem even more terrifying uh even more than usual yeah exactly (laughs) um no so we compare this to the first conjuring and it's a bit unfair because the first conjuring hit on so many levels uh this one doesn't do that but it hits on different levels so when Matt was talking about the sense of dread, it's pretty palpable the whole time that um, there is evil here. The evil wants to destroy you, and it is just it, it gives you this sinking feeling. And I remember watching the theater getting very uncomfortable because of that. And when a movie can do that, 
it brings my guard down. And that's when the jump scares actually get me. Normally they don't. This time I forgot what scene it was. I can remember in The Conjuring 1. But one of the jump scares actually got me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> usually movies do that by setting that tone. But, uh, you know, of course they, uh, they go all out in the cast. Uh, so it is... The acting is phenomenal. Um, I do really like... I think they build a nice world. What is it? 1980s England. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think uh, that feel and look is very well set. Um, and the the kids the that they're terrifying bring a nice... Uh, like, some scares to it. Because you see these children being tormented and you feel it uh mm-hmm. you talked about the tent the crooked man i thought was a great addition to it uh the 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 nun character the creature was great uh and they even made the old man at first seem terrifying then move to sympathetic mm-hmm. uh it, i really 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 like this movie uh but yeah it is not the conjuring one i, I will i will give as well, um, <laughs> that the child acting is very good, and that's something probably often on this podcast, but definitely a lot in movies. I hate child actors most of the time. I think most child actors are really bad, and people give them a pass because they're kids, <laughs> which I obviously that makes sense. But I would argue that you probably shouldn't build your movie around a kid that can't act. Um, and the ch- child actors in this are really good. Um, so there's definitely that, and I will. A lot of the things you said. Other than it being scary, I agree with. I think in a, the element of this, like, like as a fantasy movie, I think it was really good storytelling. I, it just didn't scare me at at all. Um, I remember walking out of the theater, and I know you really, really, really loved it. And I I feel like you were being very positive about it as well. Um, well Matt. Positive in a depressing way. I remember <laughs> Matt being very somber after this movie. Um, yeah, I remember I got the impression that everyone else really liked it, and I was I just kind of walked out a little, uh, just disappointed. I I think I'm not saying it was bad. It just um, you say you know it, it might be unfair to compare it to the original. Um, most sequels don't live up to the original, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, I agree with all that. I think that the the acting in here is really good, and and uh, I I was really rough on Patrick Wilson when we did our Aquaman review. So uh, I want to. This is an Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, the, he's like the, the villain in that. Okay. Um, and and I didn't think he was very good, but <laughs> uh, I think he's really good in this. I found him actually very very endearing um, as as Ed Warren, and he's supposed to be. I mean, this movie, I mean, is a lot about his and Lorraine's relationship, and and um, you know he he comes there. He's he's trying to help this family. He fixes things around the house. You know. He does an Elvis impression. Does an Elvis impression. I wanted to mention that. So that was one of my maybe my favorite scene in the movie when he sits and he guys everyone gathers around and he sings and this is really Patrick Wilson singing it, but he sings "Can't Help Falling in Love." Mm-hmm. A little bit of an odd choice with the group of children around and he's singing "I Can't mm-hmm. Help Falling in Love with You," but that aside, he's making eye contact he's with his wife. He's singing to his wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I thought that. Uh, you know he's he's really good in this, and um, the old man. I think the old man. So here's where you know the old man, the the spirit of the old man who's sitting around saying, you know, this is my house. You know, um, that was scary um, at first, and then they really that's that's a crutch they rely on for quite a bit. 
And after a while, I was like, okay, so this old man wants them out of the house, and this is this is getting a little, <laughs> a little repetitive. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Garrett mentioned, I mean, that has an interesting twist to it um, as well. So yeah, I mean, um, it's it's. Um, I, I you know I started off on the negative. I don't like. I don't. I, I wanted to make clear. I don't dislike this movie. Mm-hmm. It in hindsight though, you know, I, Garrett and I are gonna have to respectfully agree to this. <laughs> it I, I, the Amityville stuff particularly felt out of place here, and then the the, the stuff at Ed and Lorraine's house with the nun. Um, I understand why they were trying to set that up because partly you know the, the nun does come back later on in this movie, but it just felt. Way too long, hmm. um, and it's a long movie. It's two hours and fifteen minutes. So yeah, I, I it used to be a long movie. I'll agree with movie. Garrett. I really like the the scenes with the nun, particularly the first scenes at, at the at their house. Um, I don't quite. I always find it confusing that the nun shows up then in London and seems to be the demon there as well. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's just where they took their liberties. Uh, the the demon that was at Amityville that was possessing Ronnie, Ronnie DeFeo um, mm. is the same one in Eidenfeld. It was, I mean, a big stretch in, uh, mm. from the original story, but I get why they did it. Yeah, it's, and, and, it it's just not menacing. And I do give as well that this, there is a difference between a demon and a ghost, right? Demons aren't tethered to a single place, so that didn't stick out to me very much. I figured that they were being... Uh, they were having some kind of spiritual battle themselves with this demon more than mm-hmm. it was haunting any place. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I hate to be pedantic about this, but you know the just in this whole Conjuring universe thing that they're trying to build. You know, after Conjuring Two, they had the Nun standalone movie, which in a way was an origin story, but not really because really this you know we don't know the origin of this demon. Well, I mean, how are you it's supposed a, to do an origin story on a demon? Well, that, that, that's that's <laughs> true. The there was this garden. That's true. But, <laughs> If you're gonna do a standalone movie about this this <clears throat> demon and call it the nun, you would expect there to be you know so basically I guess the reason we find out it took the for, took the form of a nun is because it manifested at this nunnery uh, in Romania or wherever that was at back in like the fifties I think or something, and you're like okay I can roll with that I guess but then then that begs in retrospect the question of like why is it still walking around like a nun in like 1977 England. Um, I don't understand. So that. with the uh, yeah with with the nun movie, um, when they expand the universe, they bring in some weird explanations that just don't make much sense. Uh, in this movie alone, uh, Lorraine Warren says uh, is taking this form to attack my faith. That I thought mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. And so if they just left it at that, that the demon is taking that form to torment them, that's yeah. exactly what I would expect a demon to do. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're a demon because you once attacked a nun. Oh, So it's like you beat up yeah. the security guard and took his clothes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I agree with that. Also, common mistake, nunneries are brothels. Nuns live at convents. Okay, thanks for that correction. <laughs> thanks for that correction. So it was a, at a convent. Yes, nunneries are... I made this mistake once in, uh, to some devout people, and I was very much corrected on it. Nunneries are whorehouses. Ouch. <laughs> well, you learn something new every day uh, at Mashley the Movement. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll start with Garrett. I, I'm, Garrett, where you get this? Nine. One, or, one or two? No, a nine. So Garrett gives it a one. <laughs> I'm going to uh, give it an 11 just so to bring you guys up. <laughs> Benny? Um, I know I sounded very down on it. I did think it was a pretty good movie. I give it a 7. Okay. Ashley? 7.5. 
And uh, I give it a 7. So our score is a 7.6. And it's a certified fresh 80% on the tomato meter. And it's a very similar score for the audience. So. Who doesn't like The Conjuring 2? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.